Well, welcome to Potpourri and Lanyap. Uh, this is episode two. We are glad you are joining us today. And uh, as we like to say, we are going to cover a broad range of topics. And hopefully this is going to be something that smells good to your ears. But uh, for those of you who have just started listening to us or haven't joined us for the previous episodes, uh, we are your hosts. My name is Barry Wirtz. And I'm Jason Goodman. And we are going to go over a couple different topics. Each uh, episode, we're going to go over uh, kind of our main topic. Then we're going to go over our um, arts and culture and our heresy of the week. So this week, we are going to be looking at something that is a pretty interesting topic that uh, I think we both have seen numerous places and probably many of you have seen. Um, it came to me as a bumper sticker, and uh, I'm going to read what the bumper sticker actually said. Um, it was very simple, but it just said, no religion, just relationship. And for me, that really brought up an interesting thought of when we talk about religion, whether we label it Christianity or Judaism or whatever it is that we believe are labels important um, or is just having relationships all that matters. So um, I know I have my own thoughts. Um, Jason, I'm sure you have some thoughts. Um, you uh, you want to give us a few of your thoughts on, on that? Sure. I, I think my, my first thought when you were saying that, and, and I've, I've heard this, not like you caught it off a bumper sticker, but I've heard this in, in different circles and more spoken, you know, it's, I, I, you know, it's more relationship than it's, it's a relationship with God, not religion. And I, you know, so I, I've heard that said what my thought was when you were, when you were saying that was, well, what about, what about practice? Um, you know, yeah, there's, there's relationship, but what about practice? How do you label that? Right. Is that, so that, that's kind of my, my first thought, um, there in that, um, I, I think the other thing too, when I've heard it said is I, th I think people use it as a way to get out of going to church is the way that I've heard it. Oh, I've, I've got a relationship. I, I don't need to go somewhere and be around other folks, or I don't need to be part of a ritual or I, I just don't need to be in this place. God, I've, I've got a relationship with God. So in the times that I've heard it, that seems to be the <clears throat> out of any practice that they, that the person saying it doesn't want to deal with. Right. So that, that's well, my initial thoughts. <laughs> well, and, and practice doesn't have the same alliteration as relationship. You know, you, you can't say no religion, just practice. You don't have that the repeating R's. So, um, <laughs> well, unless you can come up with an R term that means practice, religion, we're not going to have any bumpers. It would be religion. <laughs> no, no, because it's no religion. So, uh, no, you can't have that relationship. Yeah, no I, practice. It, it, there, see, no, you still can't. 
But I agree. I mean, I've, I've often seen it or heard it as a use for an out. Um, you know, I've heard people say things like, well, I'm, I'm closer to God if I'm doing X. And so it's just better for me to do that by myself so I can be with God than to be at church. And I think that, you know, what's funny is I I do think that religion and relationship have to coexist because if you are having a relationship, let's say you look at a relationship with God, well, God wants you to be in relationship with other people. So, I think some people look at it as, well, I have these friends groups, I have, you know, a small group, I do these things. So those are my relationships. So I don't necessarily have to focus on these other aspects of what we call religion, um, especially when it comes to hard conversations. You know, if, if you have someone, let's say you have a relationship with the person and maybe you're both believers, uh, especially if you're both believers, because I know that's something that Paul talks about, but you know, someone's going through something or maybe you see something and you want to have that conversation with them. Having the relationship obviously is the the most important thing, but sometimes people also use the relationship as kind of the cop out of, well, I don't want it to be, you know, a religion based thing because we have this good relationship. So I don't want to upset them or offend them because we have this relationship. And so um, I want to put this relationship above these, what we would call maybe rules or doctrines or dogmas so that I can hold on to that relationship. And so it's an, it's another way that you can use some quippy terminology to kind of get out of something that you really are called to do. I think, I think the phrase is an oxymoron. Yes. Because in the person stating that they have a relationship, they say relationship, but no religion. Mm-hmm. Right, because religion is a set of standard beliefs, or as I said earlier, a practice. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, a main belief in Protestant Christianity is that we have a relationship, right, with Jesus. So, mm-hmm. in saying that you have a relationship relationship no religion you're it's oxymoronic right so i just you know when we were sitting here talking about it, i was thinking about it i was like that kind of had to chuckle a little bit because because of that very thing like you're holding to a belief that all of all, everybody else in christianity believes or in protestant christianity believes that we have a personal relationship with Jesus. So mm-hmm. no, that's the, that's a number one belief right there. That's you, you're already ascribing to a set of, <clears throat> or a set of beliefs. Right. Which is religion. Right. But if you put it on a bumper sticker, you don't have to define <laughs> it as a religion. You get to, you get to fit in with the crowd and look like you uh, are welcoming of all people because I don't follow religion. I just have relationship. Yeah. Again, I, I go back to, it's an out. 
Mm-hmm. It, 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 it's, I do what I want, essentially, is what it is. Right. Well, and it's something that we see, um, not to put the cart before the horse, but we start to see in art um, with celebrities a lot of times who, you know, I've I've heard numerous celebrities, um, and we will talk about this in a little bit uh, also, but they kind of say, well, my relationship with God is just personal and it's between me and him. But then you, see what they do or how they live or at least how they're how they're presented to live and they don't necessarily negate that but their cop out is well it's just personal between me and god you know i get <clears throat> the other thing i go back to is that when we're if you're if you're in a relationship with jesus right then there are certain things in the New Testament that he has commanded us to do. One of which is, I mean, there's, there's communion, right? That's last supper, you know, do this in remembrance of me. Um, well, I mean, which I know people who do that at home with their family, you know, but that is a, that's a religious practice. That's, you know, that's a, that's a thing. So <clears throat> you have that. And then, you know, Paul, um, I think it's Paul that talks about not forsaking the fellowship of the believers. That's part of a religious practice going to meeting together. That's part of it. And so out of, it's almost, it's almost to me like with your spouse, there are certain things in that relationship that you're going to do <clears throat> that helps develop that relationship. And it may be things that you do on a daily basis. That is the same thing every single day because you know, your spouse likes that thing. Right. Um, so out of, out of that relationship does come <clears throat> A, and now I'm just I'm just focusing on the practice piece of religion, but there are certain practices that come out of that relationship, right? So, <clears throat> you know, I think it, it'd be interesting to talk to the person who actually slapped that bumper sticker on their car. To- we had a big old uh, white pickup truck, so I think we probably can make some assumptions. Um, I mean, this is East Tennessee, so. What's it next to a Trump sticker? By (laughs) (laughs) I could have been. I don't know. Uh, that you know, you said an assumption, so that was. Hey, that would require a religion, not a relationship. Ah, well, you know. Yeah. So the other thing too is you know James. James talks about pure religion, right? Mm -hmm. in relate i in relationship i think th- i think this is how you can look at it pure religion in relationship right because he says in in james 127 uh esv religion religion that is pure and undefiled before god the father is this to visit orphans and widows in their affliction and to keep oneself unstained from the world well i mean that that brings up a, a couple of questions 
because, well, if, if you say you're in relationship and you're out doing whatever you want because you have a relationship, are you still keeping yourself unstained from the world? Well, no, but you have a relationship. Well, it's a one-sided relationship, which then becomes your religion. You know, it's, it's kind of a, we live in this time and, and I don't think it's anything new, um, but we live where we believe we can have like this a la carte religion. I, I, I can, you know, pick these parts of it that I like. I can throw these parts away and then I call it the relationship that I have with God. You know, God and I have worked through this. We've wrestled over this and, and these are the things that he and I have come to be cool with. So I'm cool with him. He's cool with me. Here's where his limit is. Here's where my limit is. And and we have that relationship. And so as long as we keep those boundaries, you know, it's not religion because we've we've set these boundaries, but as you've said, that just is your religion. And so there there's really no way around it. I mean, I think to sum up what we've both agreed on, if this were the show Mythbusters, this myth has been busted. <laughs> so uh, I, I think, uh, you know, that's to quote Forrest Gump. Uh, that's all I can say about that. Well, I mean, I could say a lot more, but I, yeah, I think <laughs> I think we'd be beating a dead horse at that point. Exactly. But, you know, I, I do think that, as I mentioned, this does bring up a interesting topic when it comes to um, art. And uh, so sliding kind of into art and culture and where things are with today's topic, I do think that it's interesting when you start to listen to interviews with uh, celebrities and really um, a lot of musicians, because I think we're going to talk more about musicians today, but who claim to have this relationship with God or claim to be quote unquote religious. I think it is interesting. A lot of them who claim a belief in God don't call themselves Christian. They call themselves religious. Um, and I feel like that is a way of them also kind of skirting around being labeled as something or someone who has a specific set of beliefs that they don't want to hold to. Um, and so for our art and culture topic today, we are going to talk about musicians who um, maybe are secular artists who do uh, make or record Christian songs or uh, maybe have claimed to be Christian and make Christian music and just kind of some thoughts on that. So, um, you know, again, Jason, I know you have uh, some certain specific things you want to talk about with that. So I'm going to let you uh, kind of lead us off there with that. Yeah, I appreciate that. The The first, you know, when we were talking about this topic, I think the, the first thing that came to my mind was the the more recent controversial secular artist named Little Nas X. Uh, that was, <clears throat> that's the first person that, that popped into my head. Um and, you know, and you guys can go out and, and look at some of the stuff he's done. I, there was a, the 
pretty controversial video where he, he, uh, was twerking on Satan, uh, you know, kind of deal. So he's already, he's a very controversial, uh, artist, um, very much secular, but, uh, from my understanding, grew up in a Christian home, uh, or pastor under, you know, pastor's kid or something. Um, but recently he's come out and said that, you know, he's entering into his Christian phase of artistry or whatever. And so, you know, there, uh, that obviously, um, a lot of people had opinions on that, um, on, on what that meant. Um, and, and, you know, he's had to defend what he's doing, obviously. Uh, I think he announced it on, on X, uh, social media platform saying, y'all mind if I enter my Christian era, um, and then of course, um, he's, he's also openly homosexual. Um, so that, that puts a whole nother twist to it as well. Um, so very, very much swirling and controversy. What, what I will say, um, Lecrae posted a video on YouTube in responding to little Nas X. And I thought it was probably one of the better responses to, to a secular artist um, in, in, in little Nas X's shoes. And I mean, he sums it up basically saying, look, man, I don't know where you're at, uh, but I'm here for you. If you want to talk, um, it, which I thought fantastic while everybody else is, is flaming him. And, you know, trying to burn him to the ground for what he's doing, um, you know, Lecrae's response was, I'm, I'm here to love you and talk if you want to talk about anything um, kind of thing. I'm, you know, my door is always open. I thought that was fan- phenomenal. Um, but all that to say this is, you know, Lil Nas X is not the most recent secular artist to go through a Christian phase. Kanye right. West. Yay. Yay. Don't uh, dead name. Jesus. You know, whatever, whatever, Yeezy, whatever you want to, whatever name he's going by today. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, was a, is, was a convert to Christianity. And if everybody recalls, uh, he was touring the country and there was these big worship services out in different cities and mm-hmm. Christians were coming out by the thousands to these, yeah. to these events. Um, I tried to listen to the album. I, I did. I loved it. I, he's, you know, I, I didn't care for it, but I, I thought it was a great album. My son liked it. Um, and then his follow-up album, Donda, um, really good album, clean clean album mm-hmm. uh he's he only has a few clean albums most most everything else is explicit right um but now you know so you know he's had a couple albums christians were on board and now he's got another album coming out that's going to be very much explicit lyrics I, i've i've heard a couple of the lyrics makes me scratch my head and go what's going on uh you know kind of thing um but you know, all, all that to say, secular artists have, they do go in. Now, with Kanye, it was a conversion to Christianity. Don't know where he's at right. now. Right. Lil Nas X 
I don't know if he's just looking for attention, trying to start controversy. Don't know what's going mm-hmm. on there. And you know, sure. That kind of thing. So, but I, we see this throughout. And I think the most popular example of secular artists doing, I don't know if you want to call it church music, Christian music, you know, whatever, because a lot of secular artists grew up in church. There's a lot of singers mm-hmm. that have grown up in church. Cause where can you go on a weekly basis and perform as right. a, as a kid? Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, church, church mm-hmm. is always, churches are always looking for artists to, to be able to play on Sunday mornings, Wednesdays, you know, whatever. Um, but amazing grace, mm-hmm. right. That's a, that's a hymn. How right. many secular artists have covered that song? Sure. And, and what, I, I don't know what their motivation is behind it, right? You right. know, they, it may resonate with them for a certain reason or not or other, but you know, I, I've been kind of torn with the whole little Nas X thing. It's like, okay, I, I like how Lecrae responded to it. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of waiting and waiting to see where this goes. Right. It's kind of my the, my approach to any secular artist who, <laughs> um, you know, comes comes out and says they're a Christian. It's kind of, I kind of, I'm like fantastic, phenomenal. Um, and granted, I don't know that little Nas X came out and said he's a Christian, but he can't, he said he's going through a Christian phase. Phase. So what's the next phase? Who knows? Right. Um, Well, we saw, you know, we saw a similar thing, um, not quite as overtly, but I remember, uh, years ago, uh, Billy Corgan of, Smashing Pumpkins. Yep. You know, he did Smashing Pumpkins and Smashing Pumpkins broke up and he had a band called Zwan. Mm -hmm. And they had a lot of songs um, that had very Christian undertones. Um, You know, their their messages and and some of the stuff he was talking about. And so he was asked about that. If I remember correctly, kind of what he said was, you know, he was experimenting with different religions. Mm -hmm. And so right now he was kind of, experimenting with that um, ideology. And so, you know, it is one of those things when when people say I'm experimenting with it, I'm going through this phase. It does beg the question of, is this something that you are, you know, doing because you are trying to find a certain answer. You're trying to find certain meaning. You're trying to just have better understanding of things. Um, You know, I, I know people that have, are very artistically minded, their mind will grapple onto a lot of different things for inspiration. And so if they find beauty in something, um, they will cling on to that. Um, which, you know, to me leads me to kind of where I think I somewhat stand on this topic. And honestly, I I think it's, evolved. Um, cause I was thinking about this a lot today, just, um, before, you know, we were recording this for a long time, it really would bother me. Um, when you would have like a secular artist and, and they would have, you know, a Christian phase or they would do this. And, and then it seemed like they were going back into whatever, just old lifestyle they had. And to me for a long time, I was like, okay, this just like, seems like a mockery of Christianity, or you are trying to capitalize on a market who, you know, if you can hit this market, but then a, 
don't know a phrase. I mean, I know it's a scripture, but God can't be mocked. Right. And so the way I looked at it was I was like, I don't know what this person's going through. I don't know their intent, as as you said. But what I do know is that whatever they're doing are is drawing people to God, even for a brief moment. Yep. And God's going to take that and God's going to use that. You know, it's kind of like when you think about like the book of Joshua and God's telling him, I'm going to raise up this army to basically annihilate Israel and wipe you all out and imprison you, you know, Babylon. And it's like, okay, God is taking this, these evil people and he's going to use them for his good Mm -hmm. because he was teaching a lesson. And so sometimes I look at that and say, well, sometimes I feel like some of that art actually draws people closer to God than Christian music does or a, just a CCM artist who that's what they do all the time. You know, I, 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 uh, there's a song. So, you know, as we were talking earlier, so Katy Perry, probably everybody knows who Katy Perry is. Who? Secular. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) She's the, she's the brunette Taylor Swift. Uh Um, (laughs) So she was raised in church and talks about that. She actually has a Christian album she did before she went, like got signed. Um, And, you know, her biggest album probably was Teenage Dream, which is a overtly sexualized album. I mean, I've listened to it and there is a lot of inappropriate stuff in it, but there's one song in it. And it basically is about having this relationship with God. And now she didn't write the song, um, but it's, I look at that as her kind of having this moment of this is what I believe or this is my relationship with God or this is what I'm wrestling with or what I'm struggling with. And it kind of like just sits right there in this overtly sexualized album. And it's like, it's out of place, Mm. but it's like when you listen to that song, you feel like that struggle she's trying to find with God. And so when I see things like that, I'm like, I don't know what your struggle is. You know, I can see you are doing these songs. You seem like you live this lifestyle, but I really don't know anything about you. I don't know you. I don't know what your day to day looks like. Um, You know, going back to her, I remember she, when she had that album, she actually, there's a a documentary that came out about the tour Mm for that album and it was this big tour and it was interesting because so during that time um that's when she had her and russell brand were married um and at the end of kind of the tour and of the documentary that's when they got divorced and you could see like how it affected her and it's like you see the humanity in her Mm -hmm. and so you start to see you know when you separate the artist from the art and start to be like, this is a person who actually goes through a lot of struggles and this is the hard stuff that they deal with. You start to go, okay, well it makes sense that you're having these questions and you're doing this search and maybe you haven't found it yet, but God's still going to use that. And so I start to lean into that a little bit more and say, I I don't feel as, offended by it anymore 
because I don't feel like you are trying to capitalize or mock or just market something, but that I really feel like you're going through something and this is your way to express what you're going through. And so if God's going to use it, God's going to use it. Yeah. I, you know, the thought that I had as you were talking about that was if you're a secular artist, why would you do Christian music and alienate a bunch of people that you already have that are fans? Right. Right. Exactly. It, why, why would you, why would you go that route now? Mm-hmm. You know, country artists, you know, do, do things all the time. Right. I mean, but they kind of, they're steeped in that tradition. Up. They're, they're kind of in yeah. that tradition, right? It's, you know, it's, it's uh Jesus, honky tonks and guns right yep um i think i think i just wrapped up country music and, and three there you three go things um <laughs> but and uh, america yeah america um i mean and i sent you a song a country music song that i was like i yeah what in the world <laughs> is this you know was it jesus loves you but you better not show up at my door because i'll blow you away I don't, kind of yeah thing. something I think like that just, i don't know the, the thing of it i was like oh my gosh um and it was very much an emotion song, but the the message there, I was uh, I was just kind of shaking my head. But uh, anyway, so I, there's your lanyard for today. Um, That's right. So go seek that song out. If you yeah, I don't even remember the name of it now or who sang it. But <laughs> um, you know, the other thing that you know, you know, talking about Katy Perry, it's it's funny that we're talking about Katy Perry here. But um, if I remember right, she grew up in a very much a. <sighs> protective Christian mm-hmm. home. Um, yes. And, you know, so, you know, you grow up in that kind of home and, you know, when you, you, a lot of cases you get outside of that home, you're going to, you've got some things to work through. Right. Um, so, you know, so there's that, but, you know, on the flip side where you have, I mean, it's two sides of of the same coin. You have secular artists who become Christians who keep doing secular music. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you want me to name a few? Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, you have Bob Dylan. Um, He has what are considered two of the greatest gospel albums, um, Slow Train to Come In and Saved, and then, you know, kind of went back to more his regular style. But Alice Cooper, um, Phenomenal, and actually, one of his albums. I'm trying to remember the name. Um, came out in 2001, I believe. Uh, is it uh, Forbidden Planet or something like that? But I'll have to look it up. But it is a overtly Christian album mm. if you listen to the lyrics of it. And what's funny is a friend of mine was listening to a podcast, and they were talking about um, Alice Cooper, and they were coming at it from they They weren't Christians. They were just, uh, you know, non-Christians, but talking about Alice Cooper. And they said that was their favorite album of his. Nice. And it's like, this is a very Christian album. Um, you know, I mean, most of you too still claims Christianity. Um, right. you know, Bono, the edge. And is it, uh, at, not Adam, the, the, the drummer. Um, and then, um, John Davis of super drag. Um, he actually had a pretty, intense conversion and then came out with two very solid Christian albums. Um, and he still to this day professes Christianity, um, um, and still does 
like other bands and, you know, secular stuff as well. But so you do have artists who do that. And I think what happens is, um, you know, we see that we see this conversion or as Christians, we see this conversion. We have this celebration of like, Oh, you know, this, this artist became a Christian and they're, they're doing this. And then they come out with a couple albums that are like super Christian or overtly Christian. And we're like, yeah. And then they go back to a secular thing. And we're like, Oh, they lost their faith. And it's not that they lost their faith. They're going back to what they've always done. They're a different person. Um, you know, and, and if you really listen to some of their music, most of the time you can kind of tell that it's still there, um, but it's just not as, you know, on the nose as maybe a Christian album that they did. Yeah. Um, Alice Cooper was who I was thinking of yeah. when I was, because if you go back and listen to his albums, like, it, I think it's underlying there. And yeah. I think it's, you know, it's, it's one of those things of artistry. It's like, and I granted, I haven't listened to a lot of Alice Cooper, but when I think of Alice Cooper, I think of dark. Right. And mm-hmm. so it's, you're, you know, in that darkness, I think, which helps to emphasize the light and, and maybe that's, that's the way it's going. What I will say is I, I'm a comic book reader. And I'm, mm-hmm. there is actually an Alice Cooper comic book series out right now, which I'm reading through, which is fabulous, <laughs> by the way. It's, he's, he's having to, uh, fight Satan. Um, okay. In, in with his music. And, yep. and, uh, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's kind of a, the devil goes down to Georgia kind of thing where the devil is, is challenging him for, for the rights, you know, for who's the best musician kind of thing. So that's, that's where I've right. kind of gotten. It's pretty good. Um, it, there's, there's another piece of laying up for you. Um, <laughs> the, a couple other, so wasp, the, the, uh-huh. uh, lead singer for wasp can't remember his name, but their 2015 album was titled Golgotha. He, be, he became a Christian. Um, okay. Fantastic album. Um, yeah. the, uh, and of course, uh, Brian, uh, Brian Head Welsh. Welch from Corn, and was it Monkey? I believe also from uh, Corn. Poss- One of the other members of Corn also became a Christian through, I think, through Brian Head Welsh. So yeah, um, but his his solo stuff is very much you can hear mm-hmm. the, the you know Christian themes very much so, and and his testimony yeah. in his in his solo album. Where he caught a lot of flack was when he went back to corn, right? That's where he caught a lot of flack. Um, but if well, you, from Christians, from Christians, <laughs> yes, yes, very <laughs> much from Christians. Else. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think a lot of people were glad to see him go back, right? Um, but he he caught a lot of flack from Christians, and and he's had to explain. He's explained on several occasions why he went back, mm-hmm. um, and, and he people have actually gotten saved at. Corn shows. Corn con- yes. Um, yeah. Which, it's awesome. So, you know, people are quick to judge. Right. Um, but, you know, don't look at intent or what's going on behind the scenes a lot of times. Mm-hmm. And so, exactly. Um, the, um, I, yeah, it goes back to what are we looking for in art? Right. You know, as believers, what are, what are we looking for in art? 
are we holding are we holding artists to too high of a standard like are we have we raised the bar for artists because we're allowing them to come into our homes essentially and into our lives on mm-hmm. a daily basis and we're you know they mess up and we're like nope can't listen to them anymore because now they've they've you know they've messed up right right yeah and it's especially when it comes to art you know there's the whole idea of um and this this is another topic but you know is all art god's art if he's the creator of all things and all things are an art is a reflection of the creation does god have ownership over all of the art whether good or bad um not saying it's christian um but you know, an artist is expressing their view of creation of the world. Um, and so when you see an artist and they are creating something or singing something or saying something, it is obviously rooted in something they've experienced in creation. And so it is the way that they are translating that. And so sometimes you know, when we look at things, you have to kind of look at that filter of what is it that they're seeing? How are they seeing it correctly? And how are they seeing it incorrectly? Um, Because we're all on the same planet. We're all in the same world. Um, We have different experiences. And, you know, that is what's interesting about people's Christian journey is the way in which they find their way to God um, and kind of the path that they take to get there. And uh, so I think that that is something that we often overlook because we just take offense to it and don't always try to find the the meaning of it. Now, of course, there's just some people who, you know, admittedly and overtly just are trying to be as anti-God and anti-Christian, anti-religion. And I completely understand, you know, steering clear of that. But when we start to get into some of these lines where it almost seems a little blurred, um, that's where we have to start being intentional and how we tread there. Yeah. I I think the, the other thing too is, you know, you're talking, we're talking secular musicians, right? So mm-hmm. this is not people who are making music to be sung in church, right? right. This, is, this is, this is right. People who are singing about whatever, um, mm-hmm. whether it's, uh, I mean, it runs, runs the gamut of what's going on in life. Right. So, right. Um, and, and, you know, like you were saying, you know, there, there is obviously the, those that, you know, their whole aim in life is, is anti-Christ, anti, uh, you know, very much satanic. Um, there is the, the one genre of heavy metal that very much has that blatant label on it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can look at, at everything throughout all music throughout and sec- in the secular realm. And, and there's th- those undertones to to all of that right, right. Um, whether it's 
you know, undertones. It's not blatant. Um, right. So, you know, I think it's, it's very much, we very much have to be wise on what we're listening to. Um, mm-hmm. It's just like with, you know, this, you know, this Christian phase for a little Nas X, I, you know, I don't, I don't care for his music. So, but I, you know, I'll pay attention to see what, what right. comes out of this Christian phase and see what, what's there you know sure i went back when you were talking about smashing pumpkins earlier um there's one of my favorite songs that they did was um bullet with butterfly wings oh yeah which people might not know that that's the official song title for uh the rat in a cage um right (laughs) you might think rat in a cage is the official title for the song but it's it's actually bullet with butterfly wings um but there's the bridge in that song, because it got me thinking, because what you were talking about, Billy Corrigan, post-Smashing Pumpkins, right? Mm-hmm. And his exploration of different religions, I, I think he was doing that even in Smashing Pumpkins because of this. Oh, I'm sure. Because of this line, the bridge here, it says, tell me I'm the only one. Tell me there's no other one. Jesus was an only son for you. Mm-hmm. And then the out, outro is interesting with that bridge when you put right. it together, because the outro is, and I still believe that I cannot be saved. Yeah. I, I, and I think, you know, the whole meaning of that song, what he was trying to say was he believes that like, no matter what, he he's not good enough. He right. can't be saved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and there's and no God's escape. not going to save him. Yep, there's no yeah. escape. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, it, you're, you're exactly right. But I mm-hmm. I found it interesting because of what you were saying earlier, and so it's like, well, I mean, there's even those those undertones there, um, right? As he's you know even before he you know uh, goes in that. Yeah, I mean, and and a lot of the music of that era, I mean, you go back and listen to Smashing Pumpkins, even, you know, Pearl Jam, Stone Temple Pilots, um, Collective Soul, a lot of those bands had, a, they were posing a lot of questions. Yep. Um, and I mean, Collective Soul, you know, they, another band that had a lot of Christian upbringing and had very overtly Christian songs, but were not a Christian band. Right. Um, so, you know, but yeah, it is. Uh, and, you know, we could sit and talk for ages on this. Um, but that, that Alice Cooper album I was talking about actually was called, it's called brutal planet. Um, came out in 2000. So definitely check that one out. Um, but yes, I think that it, it is something that, you know, as we live in a time and watch people go through these phases or these moments of their lives. I mean, obviously they're celebrities. So everything that they do say is public. And so, you know, their walk, whatever that looks like is always going to be front and center and probably at some point twisted, um, as well. Um, but you know, it's that we have to be careful in how we approach it and how we ingest it. Um, because it's just as easy for us to just get lost in that because, of, you know, a hook or a beat or a rhythm or, you know, this and just get caught up in it. And then we just say, well, there's nothing wrong with it because it sounds good. Um, Words mean things. 
Words mean things. Words mean things. And, you know, I've said that for a while. It's like, yeah, I mean, back when I was younger, it was probably more about the sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and one day, I can't even remember what song it was I was listening to. I actually tuned into the words, you know? Yeah. I was like, yeah. whoa, I didn't even, what it? what is this song about kind of thing? <laughs> um, so yeah, you very much have to, you know, listen to the words. Um, my, one of the things my dad did any album I brought into the house, he wanted to read the lyrics before, before yeah. I even listened to it. And I, I never like, of course I'm a teenager. And so I'm like ticked off about it right. and, and all that. <laughs> um, like, oh, gosh, why you gotta, why you gotta read the lyrics? <laughs> You know, kind of thing, but, um, but yeah, now, now, you know, as an adult, you're like, oh yeah, there's a, yeah. there's a lot of stuff. When you have there. your own kids, yeah. you're like, let me read the lyrics. <laughs> well, they don't have liner notes anymore. So you have to Google them. Right? I know you have to Google them <laughs> half the time. They're not even correct. Right. So yeah, I mean, definitely, like I said, we could go on forever with this, but we are going to move on. We are going to get into our heresy of the week. And we have a bag full of fun for you today. So, Jason, I'm going to ask you a question and uh, see if you can give me the correct answer. Uh-huh. Is there more than one way to God? Sure. Okay, perfect. Why don't you uh, unwrap that for us? <laughs> uh, so, before we jump into this... Um, Probably over the next couple of podcasts, we're going to talk about a Christianity Today article that came out in 2022. So we're a little late, um, probably over a little a year late. But um, I thought it was appropriate since we we deal with heresies a week, and I, I don't think these this has changed too much. So the title of our article is the top five heresies among American Christian American evangelicals. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Um. So this was published in September of 2022 and it was written by Stephanie McDade. So they went and did a survey. Um, when I say they, it's, uh, correct me on how I'm saying this. It's RC Sproul's, um, ministry. Uh, is it Ligonier? Ministries, I think is how you say it. And then Lifeway Research okay. also. And apologies, if you're hearing a yapping in the background, that is one of my puppies that we've got running around here. Um, so apologies for that, if you're hearing that. Um, so the number one, the first uh, heresy that they cover in this article is uh, Jesus isn't the only way to God. Um, so the article says that more than half or 56% of evangelical respondents affirm that God accepts the worship of all religions, including Christianity, Judaism, and Islam, um, which is an increase from 2020, 2020, it was 42%. Um, and so that's very much a contradiction of theology and what's found in scripture and that Jesus affirms that in John 14, six, he says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the father except through me. Mm-hmm. So that's in a nutshell, that's the heresy. That's the rebuttal. Um, but 
let me unwrap why I said yes. Because <laughs> um, everybody's like, but you said yes. You said there's there's well more. we already know you're a heretic so <laughs> there's more to, than one way to God or many ways to God yes there are um, either you're going to believe or unbelieve that's two two ways mm. nice. e- either you're going to meet Jesus face to face as a believer and be welcomed in, into the kingdom into heaven or mm-hmm. you're going to meet Jesus face to face as an unbeliever. And not be welcomed into the kingdom. So, That's yeah, right. always lead to <laughs> Jesus. Um, it's just which way you're going to meet him. Right. Well, and, you know, what I thought was interesting in the article, too, and I'm a, I'm a person who reads things extremely literally. So, honestly, had I been asked this question, I was kind of on the fence of, like, how I would have answered it because they didn't say – is there more way to God than through Jesus? What it actually said was, does God accept worship from other religions? And they listed Judaism in there, which I'm like, well, I mean, he did the first half of the Bible. So am I to just now assume that if a person is Jewish because Mm -hmm. Jesus came, that he doesn't accept their worship because it's the same God so, to me, that just seemed like a kind of a misleading way that they approached it. Um, and, you know, I think that, as I was saying earlier, I think that there are many paths to get to God. I mean, everybody has their own journey, um, or I guess I should say to Jesus, because, you know, that is the only way to have relationship with God is, is through Jesus, and so everybody has their own path. And yes, there's obviously many ways to get there in, in many ups and downs. Um, and so, you know, I think that a lot of people find God through other religions. Um, you know, you look at someone like um, C.S. Lewis, who was an atheist, and uh, his whole conversion was in his attempt to disprove God. And you know, it kind of goes down him and J.R.R. Tolkien, who were really good friends, were having a conversation. And Tolkien was kind of posing a bunch of questions to Lewis. And, and um, you know, Lewis walked away from that conversation of, if I'm going to believe these things that I say I believe, there's really no way I can say that there isn't a God. And that's what, you know, his whole book, Mere Christianity, is about is is um, his walk and kind of his thought process of, of doing that. There's also a good uh, poem by J.R.R. Tolkien called um, Mythopia, and it is a poeticized, um, his poeticized take on the conversation between him and Lewis. Um, so, I highly recommend that also if you have not uh, read that one. Um, there's, there's a quote I had by C.S. Lewis. I was trying to pull it up into my, uh, thing here, but if you, uh, have any thoughts on any of that while I look for this, Jason, feel free to jump right in. Yeah. So <clears throat> I, I agree with you on the, on the survey, um, question now, I, I mean, question could have been a little misleading, but 
I, I think the overall headline, Jesus is the only way to God, I think is, is still valid. Uh, I, you know, I think we see that in our American culture quite a bit. Um, now, whether the exact percentage is the same, who knows? Um, but the, the reason I, I say I hear it a lot is that's, that's kind of where I got to. Yes. You, yes. There are many ways to God. <laughs> you're just going to meet him <laughs> one of two different ways. Right. Um, right. So I, I've had quite a bit of time to think through that. So if it sounded rehearsed, it's because I've said it a lot. <laughs> um, but I also it sounded very scripted. Yeah. Very. If you're it's just if it sounded it. scripted, I, I don't have anything written down on that at all. Um, right. But um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. Like everybody's journey mm-hmm. to meet Jesus is going to look different. Right. Um, and they could be in another religion. Um, right. Oh, wait, another religion? You mean another relationship? Uh, uh, maybe. I, I mean, you know, <laughs> I guess it depends on how you look at it. Um, but that you could be in another religion. I mean, there's multiple stories, not just C.S. Lewis, but there's multiple right. stories oh, of, of atheists who have tried to, mm-hmm. you know, go out to say, well, I'm going to prove that there is no God there I'm, and meet Jesus along the way. Um, right. You know, so there, there's many stories like that. Um, what's the one he was a newspaper guy. Um, yes. Um, great. Now you got it right on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> anyway, he was a newspaper guy who set out to do the same thing. Like, yeah. And, and he, he became a Christian and he's published books and, and all of this now. And, um, and, and I think they just recently did a movie not too long ago. Um, it's yeah, it's about five years or so. Or uh, yeah, that's that. recently, it's, right? That's <laughs> yeah, Lee Strobel. That's yeah, what it Lee was. Strobel. Yes, um, yeah. He, you know, he's he's had a that similar C.S. Lewis type mm-hmm. journey. You know, where he's going to you know prove, for a matter of fact, that there is no God kind of deal. Right. So right. Well, and then don't forget Kevin Sorbo um, and God's Not Dead one. You know, his whole purpose was to prove there was not a God. And, uh, you know, in the end, he converted. Um, Yeah, that's a... Spoiler alert, uh, he got hit by a car and died, but he converted. And that's all that mattered. I I was getting ready. I was just getting ready to say, I don't think I like the way that movie ended for several (laughs) different reasons. And that's a conversation for another time, but that's another episode. (laughs) So I did find that, uh, that CS Lewis quote, and uh, it's very similar to what you're saying. It's from the the book, the great divorce. Mm -hmm. And he said, um, there are only two kinds of people in the end. Those who say to God, thy will be done. And those to whom God says in the end, thy will be done. All that are in hell, choose it. Without that self-choice, there could be no hell. No soul that seriously and consist- and constantly desires joy will ever miss it. Those who seek, find. Those who knock, it is opened. And, you know, that kind of is his answer to the question of, well, why would a loving God send people to hell? And he was like, God doesn't send people to hell. They choose it. Yep. And, um, you know, so, yeah, there, there's... Uh, there's, I don't know if there's multiple ways to God, but there's multiple ways to face God, um, you know, with, with that. And, uh, but you know, it, the question that I guess I have, and I think this is one that we've all wrestled with is you look at other cultures 
and cultures that have like a long lineage of stories. And those stories line up with the Christian narrative, but maybe they have it differently or they call the characters by different names or um, like for, for, for instance, you recently sent me a video um, that, uh, you know, they're talking about the book of Enoch and then there are tribes, uh, native American tribes who have stories that line up completely with the story of Enoch, but they don't refer to it as Enoch and they don't refer to it from the Christian Bible. So they have the stories, they have the information, they just don't know how to properly filter it or they don't actually know its origin. And so, you know, in, in one of those, that's also I've heard kind of that argument where people will say, well, they do believe, they just don't call God, you know, Yahweh or God because they call him this, but it's still the same God. But is it? Well, I don't know. I, I really don't. I mean, that's, yeah, I've heard, I've heard that as well. It's like, oh, it's the same God, right? It's like, right. Are we sure? Is it, you know? Yeah. Um, you know, Bible, <clears throat> the Bible does talk about, you know, the law being written on men's hearts. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I also think that, similar or same stories, different names points to an origin point. Right. Right. So, um, you know, the truth, the truth is out there. Um, (laughs) I've heard that before. Yeah. I've heard that somewhere. I'm not sure where, um, the X-Files must be a Christian show. It's, it's, yeah, maybe. I mean, probably fighting demons. Uh, That's right. More than anything. Um, so, the other thing I think of is if nobody goes to, to tell them, right, mm-hmm. then what? You know, that's right. And, and granted, I, I'm not in God's seat by any means. So, I, mean, I, I think there's some things that we sit here, we sit there and discuss. And it's like, look, I mean, what's there? Is there a clear answer? Right. I, I don't know that there is. Mm-hmm. God's God's the judge in the end. Right. Um, fun things to talk about. Uh, obviously, sure. I'm I'm enjoying it. Um, <laughs> but it, it it's like okay, well. In the end, it's it's not my call, right? Yep. I mean, it is not. You, you could. I mean, we could talk about, and maybe this is a conversation for another podcast, you know, episode. But you know, I I think we start going into certain things that it's like, okay, well, it's not clear, right? Mm-hmm. And is it how important is it that we absolutely no because we've been told to do things mm-hmm. and if we do those things then does that piece matter in the end right um i don't know me either 
That's the best way to end the episode right there. I don't know. But what I do know is you can follow us on Spotify, on Amazon, or on Apple Podcasts. And uh, if you're needing some excellent secular music with just a little bit of Christianity into it, go check out Alice Cooper's Brutal Planet because it is a phenomenal album. So with that, we're going to close out today's episode. Uh, Again, I'm Barry Wirtz. And I'm Jason Goodman. And this is Potpourri and Lanyap. Have a good one.